Yo, welcome back to the Weekend Review Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Stroud, just in case you forgot. And uh, I'm coming at you during the daylight hours. Excuse me, I sound a little stuffed, uh, stopped up, stuffed up. Anyway, I'm coming at you in the daylight hours, which is not usual for me. <sighs> but you know, you got to make sacrifices for what you love. And I want to play one piece later tonight, so I'm going to go ahead and get this done now. That way I can go and enjoy myself. Or I can go and lose all the whole time. I, I don't know. It, to, to be determined. I guess I'll report back on that next week. But the tournament starts at 7 today, and knowing the, how it works, it's probably going to be four matches, about 45 minutes each. And who who knows how long I'm going to stay after just fucking around. So, But hold on, I need to go blow my nose, because goddamn, I feel like I sound like Rudolph whenever he stuck his face in the mud like to try to hide his personality. But that's not what you do. You need to embrace who you are. I have returned. And I come bearing some sore-ass arms, man, because I hit arm day Monday, arm and back. You know, got to do the two together. Did my pull-downs, did my curls. Uh, did my hammer curls, and that's a, that's about it on arm and back day, but my shit is sore. Made sure to go in and do chest today, too, which has been kind of hard recently because I, I they're, they're doing, like, off-season stuff in the gym now, so I got to work around the volleyball schedule, and they don't finish till 3. And normally, I'm finished way before 3, and it, it would just be me waiting around, but today I, I had some shit to do. I had to edit my... Well, I didn't. I had to finish my piece about Robert Johnson, which, whoo! If you don't know who Robert Johnson is, I know I don't play music on this podcast very much anymore. But here, I'll play you some real quick. And and as I'm looking it up, well, it's already right here because I just played it. So here you go. Here we go. He's a great guitar player. He's a great singer. This this is my favorite part of the song, or the, my favorite lyrics. This part right here, right here. Brother is singing his heart out. That's crazy, man. Oh. See, now I'm doing mental gymnastics because in my head I feel weird because I just said brother. But no, I, it, I I meant it genuinely. It doesn't matter, man. He's fucking crazy talented, bro. And and the whole thing about him is it's it's still heavily debated on how he got his skills. That's why I'm writing the... I, I wrote a piece about him. He's a... Uh, some say he just went away and practiced for two years, which that's not fun. <laughs> like that, that may very well be what happened. And, you know, still kudos to him either way. But that's not like a cool story. The cool story, the legend is that Robert Johnson was a horrible guitar. Well, he was a horrible guitar player either way. But the legend is that he went down to uh, the crossroads in Mississippi where he lived and he met a tall black figure and the dude handed him his guitar the the figure took it tuned it played a few songs and then handed it back to Robert Johnson I, I didn't want to say Robert so I had to finish the full name to Robert Johnson and then the deal was complete he had sold his soul for mastery of the guitar pretty cool story it's pretty cool especially listening to the music that he's made because it's all really nice I mean a lot of the interviews that I've heard about Robert Johnson not of not from him because you know this was like the tw the 30s the 20s when this was going on he died in 37 yeah he died in 37 so this was all no he died in 38 either way uh no interviews from him but everybody that heard him basically said like yeah when I first heard him 
I thought there were two guitar players playing because he, he can play both the low and the high end simultaneously in a way that's, uh, you know, basically unmatched from anyone at that time. I mean, he's still considered one of the greatest guitar players ever. So it's really cool. I also just like his singing. Like, bro, that that crying baby. That, here. I'm booked. I gotta go. Crying baby. I love that, dude. He hits that shit so nicely. Um, but the the rest of his music's great, too. Like, uh, this was a song that I just now discovered do, upon doing more research. I had I'd learned about Robert Johnson a while back. I don't remember why, but I do remember it was around the same time that I was... Uh, I had watched, like, an hour, two-hour-long YouTube video about the whole uh, of Led Zeppelin being in, uh, you know, like, cultist shit. Like, what's his name? It's the, the something of the Golden Dawn. Um... Oh, see, I had to remind myself. I was like, didn't Ozzy Osbourne make a song about him? Mr. Crowley. That's how I hear songs in my head, all right? You know, you might you might think of a song. You think of the lyrics all the way through. Like, I'm sure somebody knows he whatever Ozzy says after Mr. Crowley. Is your... Boots still on. Like, I, I don't know what the fuck he says after that. I just hear a drum part in my head. Like, I'm pretty sure it's segmented, and then it builds up. Like, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Robert Johnson, he's pretty cool. And if, you, if you've never, like, kind of delved into that realm of music, because I know blues, that's one of those things with, like, jazz and classical music and definitely musical music. Is that the is that the way you say that? Theatrical music? Is that how you say that? I don't know. Musicals like Hamilton and shit. I know those are like the realms of sound that people really don't delve into unless they have a friend who's like, "Hey bro, have you heard Muddy Waters, man?" Like you got to just have some guy to put you on or or you'll take a music class like I did, but dude, if you haven't, Robert Johnson is a great place to start for the blues, especially cuz he's kind of like the most revered figure within the blues but there are a lot of cool blues singers man and I didn't know about any of them until I started uh, researching Robert Johnson I mean I knew about Muddy Waters but I would say he's kind of closer into rock and roll than he is blues this is this is a uh, Muddy Waters here let me play this Bring me champagne when I get thirsty. Bring me reefer when I want to get high. First 16 words of the song. Not a single damn misstep. That shit is so clean, man. And I, I wrote about this in the piece, but I'm, I, I can just feel his fucking presence emanate through that song, dude. Like his whole swagger, his ego. And it doesn't even feel like, you know... Like what I'm going to talk about later. So uh, Some lead singers, you see them, you're like, man, you look like a jackass. Not that kind of ego. The ego of like, nah, I know who the fuck I am. Who are you, motherfucker? Like that kind of shit. I fuck with it, man. And and so Muddy Waters goes hard. If you want, I, I would say he's like the more polished version of the blues, maybe, is, is a good way to put it. But man, this other guy named Howlin' Wolf. Oh, his his uh his voice is insane, dude. This is the first song of his that I heard. This is this is the first song off of one of his albums. Moanin' in the moonlight. This song is Moanin' at midnight. Also, I don't know why this turned into a blues history lesson, but here you go. All right, I don't know how, how long he hums. That's my bad. I'm so sorry. At this point, I... Oh. God damn! 
Oh, dude. Do you, I mean, like, I'm honestly looking at how long that was. I'm thinking maybe I need to go back and cut some of that out. But, man, do you hear the fucking pain in his voice? Dude's going from, like, 30 to 300 by the end of his, his verse. Like, God, dude. That shit's crazy. And that dude was, like, six foot six, apparently. Howlin' Wolf. What a fitting moniker, man. That's, that's so cool. But the, nah, there's like, there's a really rich history involved with the music too, which just is like the cherry on top because that's, that's honestly, yeah, that's the cherry on top to all music. Like knowing the story behind the song or knowing like the, 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 the freaky things that that person does who made the music, not in a bad way, kind of like, um, Slipknot's lead singer, Corey, it's Corey something, man. His nickname I learned in a YouTube video is the neck or that was his nickname for a certain period of time and you look at the motherfucker <laughs> and it's really obvious why Corey taylor is that it Corey taylor yes lead vocalist of slipknot yeah bro that dude his neck is fucking built solid so that maybe that even adds some something into his lyrics but like just little descriptions like that or like how Marilyn Manson, oh my gosh, the makeup that dude used to wear. Look, just watching some of his music videos are fucking crazy. Same with like Rob Zombie's aesthetic. Just little shit like that. It adds to, <clears throat> excuse me, it, it like adds to the artistry. It makes it even more special. And you could all, you could all, almost, God damn it, I'm min mincing my words. You could honestly almost say the same thing about like Playboy Cardi, and you could a thousand percent say the same thing about Kanye. Oh my gosh, that's a that's a great example of that. The, all the masks, just his whole style and his sense of fashion, and the way he interacts with media and and just everything, man. That's a great modern day example of some shit like that. But yeah, that's what. That's what I've been learning about. A whole lot of music shit, which is always great. So, <sighs> But beyond that, I had a great weekend. I, I really did. Except it really wasn't the weekend. I think it was on Friday that it all started. But you could argue that's in the week. Whatever, dude. Keep going. Okay, fine, fine. Uh, yeah, I went to a concert. I got to see Gold Necklace again. I saw them, I think, two years ago at this point. Because I had just found out about them which I actually found out kind of late Kevin put me on but as soon as I heard their music man whoo they go crazy I wouldn't say they go hard because it's smooth like it's shit you could vibe to it's something you could put on in the in the car and you probably wouldn't scare the hoes unlike most of dance Gavin dance stuff where you know you might have Tillian singing for a second you know I just want to prove to and then the next second, it's John Mess coming, crashing in with fried potato, my tomato, I just killed a tornado. You can't put that on with the hose around. That's not guaranteed to get you play. I, it's just not, just not the move. But Gold Necklace, Kurt Travis is the singer for that band. And he just sounds so smooth, man. He sounds really nice over uh, Brandon Ewing. That's the guitarist. He flows all over the motherfucking fretboard, dude. Or, or I don't know, maybe the, the yeah, I think it's the fretboard. The fretboard includes the upper area. I'm I'm a drummer, man. Either way, that dude kicks ass. And speaking of drummer, Joseph fucking Arrington, the man, the myth, the legend. I think he has a middle name, but it's not fucking. But dude, I finally, finally. Got to see him live for the second time. I've seen him live before, but that was before I had really bought onto the hype and like I knew who he was. But I finally got to see him, and dude, he kicked so much ass. Like it was honestly incredible. Because the the thing about so say like a drum a drum song is just boots cuts boots cuts boots cuts. Say it's just that on the record. All right, well, and then if you go to see that song performed live and the drummer does a little something extra, like, like if he does something a little extra, you're like, oh, cool, that's that's dope. That's not what he did on the original, but that sounds dope. Brother, Joseph Arrington 
he already goes insano on the fucking original. And to say that he topped that live would be an understatement, dude, because he got out there and he absolutely kicked ass, man. You, you already know me, all right? Well, I had one rolled, but that's not what I was going to say. You already know me. I was parked front, well, not front. I was parked center stage with a perfect view straight to the drum set so I could see everything that this master man, master man? That this master was doing, dude, because, God, he was he was just ripping it up. He was killing it. Honestly, I felt like he was doing such a good job on the drums that Kurt Travis, the singer, started, like, putting in more to his singing because he, he started going off, too. And it was like they were trying to – I know the concert's not about me, right? But in the moment, I was like, God damn, they're fighting for my attention right now. Who, who, who do I look at? And, and the drummer won, of course, but Kurt was – singing his ass off too man no disrespect to him and then of course brandon ewing and uh stefan gotch i'm pretty sure that's how you say his last name he was on bass they both did a great job too man it was just all in all a great show but if you know me you know that i came to this show not empty-handed i brought a whole stack of vinyls hoping just 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 hoping that the God himself might grace me with his signature on all my shit. I had a bag full of nine vinyls. And, and I'm, I'm very grateful that I learned the trick of like, oh, if I'm going to take these somewhere to get them signed, I'll just take the records out. That way they weigh less because, bro, that, that probably would have been like 40 pounds just co constantly carrying. I, I don't know. That's an estimate. But that would have been hella uncomfortable. But luckily, I thought ahead. I prepared. I had them ready. Gold Necklace performs. They didn't perform my favorite song, sadly, but everything they did perform was fucking great. Even the new song they just put out, their new single, I didn't really like it that much on streaming, but when they played it live, I was just sitting there like, oh, I get it now. I get it. It's all coming together. And I, I didn't say it yet, but Kevin was there too with Jess, so that was really cool. They were really fun to hang out with always. We we got, um, we went to, it wasn't a, yeah, it was a bar. We went to a bar, got got a bite to eat first. I got a fried chicken sandwich. It was great. It was a good time. But yeah, they, they performed. They finished performing, and I see them start to walk off stage to the right, and then I see Mr. Arrington start to dismantle his drum set. Now, as a drummer myself, I know that that is not something that you do very quickly. So I saw this. This is my opportunity. I started walking up to the front. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And luckily, once most people see that I have some shit, I'm trying to get signed. They're pretty understanding, like, oh, yeah, I'll let you through. Yeah, go ahead, bro, go ahead. Because I imagine they put themselves in the same spot mentally. Like, oh, well, I would want to get my shit signed, so, yeah. But, yeah, everybody let me through, everybody let me through. And and finally, I got to where the, uh, I, god damn it, I tried talking about these to mom the other day, and I know for a fact that I've looked them up before on this podcast to find out the name of them. It's the, uh, it's those, like, portable barriers the ones that are in a, uh, they're in like a little holster, and then you pull out the rope and you attach it to another one. What it, what is it called? Stanchions. Yes, stanchions. I had just reached the red stanchion, which was as far as I could get, and he he came over to set his hi hat down, and so I leaned in, and I, I was trying so hard in my head to just not like freak the fuck out because this is the man, you know, this is the guy. And so I, I'm, I managed to get this out. Uh, Mr. Arrington, uh, after you're done breaking down your drum set, it, w may you sign my vinyls that I, I some vinyls I brought? And he goes, yeah, sure, man. Just just find me whenever I'm done uh, putting all this stuff down. I'll sign it all for you. I was like, thank you, sir. And then he walked away. He kept getting stuff down, getting stuff down. The guitarist walked by, Mr. Brandon Ewing. I said, hey, good job, man. That was a badass show. He's like, thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Stefan Gotch, the bassist, walked down. I said, hey, man, that was a that was fucking badass, bro. He said, thanks, man. And then I had two vinyls that I, actually, I wanted him to sign, too, because he's in Royal Coda, which is a band that Joseph Arrington's also in, and Kurt Travis, just because I'm since I'm saying it. So I pulled those out, and he signed them, and I thanked him, and I asked him, I was like, 
because he is in he's in gold necklace he's in royal coda and i'm pretty sure i've seen him play with some other groups too so i was like hey man how do you balance all of the all of the stuff that you have to do is it ever hard or is it just kind of chasing that passion and you know bro kind of broke like a barrier w- with me for a second because he, he got a look on his face that was like <sighs> like he'd been going through it a little bit and he said you know i really only had one tour last year i was like oh shit really he's like yeah uh, and other than that it's just been like stuff with kurt travis and <clears throat> he said he'd been doing country music and a little stuff on the side but kind of sounded like he was trying to make it work which i'm not down i'm not downplaying that i'm not bringing that up to like in any kind of disrespectful way just kind of that that opened my eyes a little bit to like i <clears throat> you know i kind of put these dudes on a pedestal a little bit and not that they don't deserve to but it's more like in putting them on that pedestal that doesn't mean that i should like look past shit they still might have to deal with you know still they shit they still have to go through just because i think they're that awesome and they they are doesn't mean they they don't have to go through shit as well so i uh, i don't know that that experience just kind of opened my eyes and gave me a new perspective but it was still really nice of him to talk to me and we still talked for a second after that and then fist bumped and he walked off but he's a really cool guy man uh and, and he did put on a great show I, I so i wanted to tell him and then kurt travis the lead singer came down and I was like, hey, man, bat, you were badass, man. That was a great show. And he didn't fucking acknowledge me. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Uh, he just kept walking by. He didn't really look at anybody. But that's what happens, I guess. You know, I've, I've seen him a lot of times. And he puts on a good show. So that's all you can really ask for. And here I am, stuck standing up at the front. This, uh, this couple ended up behind me. And and I think it was really more like a time bomb because the girl, I had to ask her to get in front of her to stand where I was standing to talk to Joseph Arrington. And then I turned around when I was done. I was like, do you want your spot back? You can have your spot back. And she's like, no, you're fine. It's okay. So I turned around and just minded my business. And all of a sudden, this guy comes up behind the girl. And, you know, the way he's touching on her, I'm going to assume that they're more than strangers. And he's just super over the top like oh my god is that the drummer oh whoa oh, oh, the bassist oh dude you're so cool man you you were awesome up there man and then he starts asking do you think it's cool if we can meet the lead singer she really likes the lead singer do you think we can get the lead singer to sign some stuff and i'm in my mind i'm just like oh buddy god damn Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm being a little oversensitive, but to like, you know, go up to the bassist or the guitarist, be like, hey, that lead singer is pretty cool, huh? That, that just seems so, so fucking whack. And then instead of like kind of calming him down or like, you know, changing the subject or something else, she just fed into it. She was just like, oh, yeah, Kurt, Kurt Travis, is he, is he still here? Do you think he'll sign stuff afterwards? Do you think he'll, yeah, bro, she really wants to meet the, yeah, do you think he'll, and I'm just like, oh, fuck. And then Mr. Arrington comes back in to grab one of his, uh, one of his high hats, one of his stands or something, because at this point he's moving this shit outside where the truck is, I guess. And he comes, to, comes forward to grab one of those, and the dude starts talking to him too. Like, oh, dude, man, you were killing it on the drums, bro. That was sick. And Mr. Arrington thanks him. He's like, yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for coming out. And then the dude goes, yeah, bro, my my girl, she loves you, man. She thinks you're awesome. And then Arrington just, he goes, yeah, man, I love her too. <laughs> like, And he shrugs like jokes because, yeah, there's kind of a weird thing to say. And then the guy respond, the guy goes back, yeah, man, and... No, do you think we could get, like, the lead singer to sign some stuff? Because she really likes the lead singer. Like, she's really... And then she starts... Yeah, Kurt Travis, is he, is he here? Is he going to sign some stuff? And then, in the nicest way, he's kind of like, Yeah, he normally he's normally around the merch booth after the show, so he, he'll probably stick around to sign some stuff then. And then he walks off. And in my mind, I am just, like, wishing that I could be standing anywhere fucking else right now. Because I'm so afraid that just by standing next to these people... He's going to associate their fucking dumbassery with me and be like, ah, I got to dip. I got to be out of here. I don't need to stick around to sign some shit. So in my head, I'm just like, oh, my fucking God, you idiot. 
and also come to the realization that, you know, in relationships, there are a couple of, I don't know about rules, but there are a couple of guidelines to follow for like a successful relationship as far as like structure or like personalities, how you, how you mix together and how you get along. And I realized in that moment, there's one more guideline that I hadn't been aware of yet. And it's that there cannot be two lightweights in a couple. That shit just does not work. There needs to be, there can be one person who's getting fucked up easy and being a dumbass, but there's got to be the other person to be responsible and take over and interrupt like, hey, I'm, no, I'm sorry. She's just, she's had a lot, can, you know, it's just been a long night. And, and to, to ease the situation, to quell the flames that arise, because if not, you just end up with two dumbasses bouncing off of each other's idiocy, making a scene in public, like, it's just so sad. And I'm proud to say I am not the lightweight in this relationship. <laughs> I'm not. Eileen, she before she's even like a fourth of the way through her margarita, she's normally feeling tipsy, which is crazy because then she'll tell me other times she's like, I drank all this. And I what the crazy part. I wasn't even feeling drunk yet. I'm like, what does your liver take days off? What? <laughs> You got scheduled days with your liver where he's like, all right, I'm going to let you go crazy today. But tomorrow, digesting all this shit. I know it's not digesting, breaking it down, whatever the fuck. But no, I'm not the lightweight. I'm the one who's going to be, you know, hey, hey, you're being a little loud. All right, just a little bit loud. Just, you know, talk a little quieter like that. Although sometimes I will admit she just abstains from drinking at all. And then that means... I get to be the lightweight, which is fun. But uh, once again, I don't ever make an ass out of myself. I don't think it's ever escalated to that point in public or anywhere. Let me see. The most, the most conf- conference, the most confrontation I've ever gotten into while drinking or whilst, whilst, whilst under the influence of alcohol was at my first or second anime convention. We were at the dance, or the party, whatever you want to call it. It's not like a ball dance. It's like they play music, and they have big screens with, like, trippy-ass projections, and then everybody jumps around. That's the dance. We were there. I was with my buddy Kevin, Finn, Michael. I think that was it. Kevin, Finn, and Michael. And so we were all dancing around, having a good time. And there really weren't a lot of people in there, but we were all fucked up, so we didn't care. We were just having a good time. We weren't in the mood to hate or be like, man, this could be, or they could be doing this. Nah, we were just in it. We were having a good time. And there were maybe 10 other people in there, and they were all doing their thing too. Everybody was just vibing. It was a great time. And then someone gets my attention from behind me. Like, behind me and to the right, this girl taps my shoulder, and I'm, you know... Just imagine me. I'm jumping up and down. I think I'm in I'm in some sort of co- let's say I'm in my bleach cosplay. So I'm in like a black robe, jumping up and down. My hair's spray painted orange and I've probably got rings and chains and shit on. Probably don't have a shirt on under the robe cuz you know me, I got to got to be a little 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 I don't know. But anyway, she taps me on the shoulder. I turn around, black robe, orange hair, jumping up and down, right? Yeah, what's up? Your friend keeps bumping into us your friend that keeps backing up into us and she's pointing at finn and so i look over at finn and there's like a solid six feet five feet four feet there's there's space in between them and so in my mind i'm like that doesn't make any sense and so i say there's plenty of room back there bitch And I point to the plenty of room that there was back there. Because like I said, there's like 20 people in here. So, uh, and she like kind of turns around and uh, whatever and turns around and does her shit. And then I I tap on Finn. I'm like, hey, bro, she's mad, man. She says you got, she says your ass too thick. You keep throwing it back. And he just kind of laughs because I don't think he really even was, to be honest. But we just laugh about it. We keep going. And then apparently she has a boyfriend there. And I, did, I didn't hear, like, I didn't see bro, but I heard around the grapevine, which is Michael, Finn, and Kevin, that there was a boyfriend. 
And as soon as I received this information, my reaction was, man, I hope he comes over here. I beat his ass, man. I, bro, I hope he starts some shit, man. I hope he does. And everybody was just like, nah, bro, what are you doing? There's no, there's no reason for this. And let's see, in that moment, I was the lightweight and I had a whole bunch of uh, non-lightweights to take care of me. So it worked out. But even then, like I still, I never, I don't think I embarrassed anybody other than myself, but I didn't embarrass myself. So we're all good. I, I probably embarrassed that dumb bitch who was making a scene for nothing. But yeah, that's, uh, that's the summary of my alcoholic endeavors. So to continue on, I'm sitting up front. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for bro to finish packing up or to see him come back in from the outside. Because at this point, he's just been outside for a minute. And I'm assuming he's taking shit apart and putting it up, which I will say, as a drummer, I know that takes a while. So I'm not, I'm not like trying to rush him. I, I don't even know how I would rush him, but I'm just patiently waiting. And then the headliner comes on because Gold Necklace opened. The headliner comes on, and Kevin texts me. He's like, "Hey man, are you gonna stay for the? Are you gonna stay for the headliner, or are you about to dip?" And I tell him, well, it really just depends on their first song, because I don't know. I don't really listen to them. I've got, like, maybe one, like, song of theirs on my Spotify, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. They come out, start playing. 30 seconds into their first song, I text Kevin back, like, hell nah! I'm, I'm getting up out of here, man. This is, no, this is ass. I am not here for this. So he, he says, yeah, same, man. We're about to dip, too. And I see this is my chance. So I say, Kevin... Will you please let me know if Mr. Arrington is outside and if it seems like he's he's still got a bit to put up? He's like, sure, bro, lol, I got you. He walks outside, texts me back within a minute saying, yeah, bro, he's out here. There's a, there's a bunch of stuff. He's still packing. So I fucking bolt to the back. I bolt to the back of the, uh, or the front of the venue, I guess. I was, whatever. I bolt to the exit to leave because in my head, I'm like, there's no reentry. If I leave and he walks in as I leave, I'm fucked. I'm not getting the signature. It's not happening. My night's not going to be ruined, but it's not going to be as great as it could have been. So I bolt to the exit. I turn left. I turn left again to get to where they are. And I see him. Mr. Arrington. The man, the myth, the fucking drum god. My favorite drummer. I walk up to him. And he turns. And he's like, oh, hey, what's up? It's you. I'm like, yeah. Uh... Would, would would you mind? And then I pull out my vinyl. I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I have a lot. And he's like, oh, it's no worries, dude. It's no worries. And he starts signing stuff. And because, one, because I'm a big fan and I want to know more. But two, because I'm a reporter, I start asking questions. I, I ask, so what What got you into drumming, man? What, what, what made you start? And he starts the story. Well, I was going from sixth grade into seventh grade. And I had to choose between choir and band, <laughs> which still makes me laugh, even saying it right now. But when he said it, I laughed. And then he said, yeah, I just never really had an in interest in any instruments until I tried, uh, until I found drums. And then from there, it kind of just took off. It was, there was no contest. And then he said, some, he said that his mom was also a musician. And so that inspired him too. And dude, in, in the in the rush of the moment and trying not to freak out and act like a dumbass or just act like a you know if a crazy fan guy i didn't ask what instrument his mom played i'm still kind of upset about that cuz it, it would have been it's just been cool to know i'm sure he would have loved to talk about it and especially because i she passed away recently i don't remember how recently but uh, you know, it would have been nice to talk about, but I, I didn't ask. So that sucks. I'm going to have to get that one next time. But we kept talking. We talked about drummers. We talked about, you know, just different drum stuff. I told him that I was in a jazz class. He said, that's really cool. Keep it up, you know, stuff like that. And, uh, was just really fucking awesome. Like I don't have the words to, uh, really put you there like I was myself, but he's, I, I guess he's taller than me. So I was looking up at him the whole time in awe as I, as I, you know, made a table with my arms for him to sign all my vinyls. And he signed all nine vinyl, re I wasn't going to say records. He signed all nine of the sleeves. He answered all my questions. He was a great guy. And every time, because I, I was apologizing profusely because I felt like I was inconveniencing him because I had brought a whole ass stack. And every time I did, he's like, nah, dude, it's, 
no big deal at all. I'll sign all these, man. I appreciate you spending money to support us. I, it really means a lot. And I got to say, that's probably just the best interaction I could have possibly had with bro. Like, I'm the night couldn't have worked out any better. Like, him being outside, there's no loud-ass noise and shit. I just got to have a conversation. There wasn't I- anybody else around. It, it was... It was really great. And then I went and got in my car and I was looking at all the vinyls and I was I was half making sure that like I didn't forget one and half like putting them back in their sleeves. And then I realized I didn't take a fucking picture. So I hopped out of my car and I ran I didn't run cuz I didn't want him to scare anybody, you know. Was, but I like fast walked back to where he was. And he wasn't standing there anymore, but then I looked to the right, and he was, like, inside the trailer packing up stuff, along with the bassist and the guitarist from the band. So I walked over, and in the nicest way possible, I said, hey, I'm, can I get a picture, please? I'm so sorry. I forgot earlier. Would that be okay? And uh, Gotch, M- Mr. Stefan, Gotch, Stefan Gotch, he's just like, yeah, man, of course, for sure. And so I, I wait around, and then... I have this picture now of me uh, kneeling down because there were three of them. And I was like, no, don't don't worry, guys. I got it. I got it. And I just kneeled down and I took the picture and it's all three of them. Three band members of Gold Necklace. It's fucking awesome, dude. Not the lead singer because it, it seemed like he was a little upset or maybe a little bit jaded with the whole shit. But that's okay. I had I had a really great night. And, and while I was standing there waiting to take the picture, I, uh, I accidentally kind of glazed... Uh, Brandon Ewing a little bit Brandon Ewing It's Brandon Ewing I'm looking it up now It is Brandon fucking Ewing I'm looking it up on Instagram I'm looking it up on Instagram Yeah it's Brandon I hope I've been saying Brandon this whole time I kind of glazed bro a little bit I I asked him like Hey man Have you been working out any? Because from looking at him It looked like his chest had puffed up a little bit And then you know it feels good to be recognized when you're working out and when it's when it's kind of showing a little bit. So I thought, you know, that'd be cool. Not just because I wanted to get on his good side or shit, but just kind of more in the same vein of why if I see someone with a cool shirt, I really want to push myself to go, hey, cool shirt. Same thing. So I asked him, I was like, hey, man, you been working out a little bit? And he just says, no, not at, not at all. I have not. <laughs> and I, I try to salvage the conversation. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I thought, I saw you last year, and it looks like you, you, you have been a little bit, from, from my opinion. And he says, well, I haven't, but now I might start telling people that I have been. Thanks. <laughs> and I laughed. I was, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, that'll work. You've got the vouch. And everybody was just really nice, man. Everybody was just really nice. It was a great night, great performance. Um, yeah, I'm sure I've talked about it for long enough now. Uh, oh, but lead singers, like like I mentioned earlier, being an ass. I don't know that the lead singer of Closure in Moscow is an asshole. I mean, you have to have like a little bit of that fuck you swagger in general just to be a really popular lead singer, unless you're going for the complete opposite image in, in some kind of, you know, strategic effort. But he was just like, just the look on his face, the way he was singing and how he was like standing on top of some shit. I don't think he was supposed to stand on and kind of like... He wasn't like, you know, to, to to move to music, you can like bob your head up and down and shit. You can like dance around. Bro was kind of like doing that shit where you're just kind of like constantly falling backwards not, and not like a shuffle. Like there was one guitarist, I think it was for uh, bassist, it was for Sim, the one of the Japanese metal bands that made... Uh, they made a, an Attack on Titan opening. Their bassist, he did this cool shit where he was just like shuffling the whole time he was playing bass. He was dancing in place, but like moving backwards, but like staying in place. That was badass. No, this lead singer, what he was doing just looked like lazy. Like he was trying so hard to look fucking cool. Like he wasn't trying. I just got the, I just got a bad vibe from it. Plus the music wasn't that great either. So I was ready to go. Which sucks, cause I I swear I do have one or two songs from them that I've heard, that I, is on my like songs on Spotify. But hey, that's just how it goes, man. Most times it's uh, normally songs are better live than recorded, but sometimes it's the 
opposite case. Who knows, man? Let me look at my notes. <sighs> oh, yeah. I also met a really cool photographer there. It's the band photographer for, for Gold Necklace. And I knew that I'd seen her photos online. And there's one photo in my mind that is just one of my favorites ever, dude. It's Kurt Travis. He's standing on stage. And he's holding one of those, like, old school microphone uh, stands. Like, it's a silver one. And it, it came up to about chest height, and at the bottom of it was a round base that it stood on. Not like it had legs. It was like a round base. And he was holding it out into the crowd by the bottom of it, by the base of the stand. And the mic was on it, pointing into someone's mouth in the crowd. And, it, and she just caught, like, the perfect fucking angle of it, man. She got the interest on Travis's face, like his interest in the situation because he's like oh shit this is really happening right now like he's got such a cool look on his face and then the people who were like singing into the mic i'm pretty sure they were just like giving it their all which probably hurt some people's ears but fuck it made for a cool ass picture man so i, I met her she was running the, the merch booth and i recognized her so I, I said like hey you you've taken one of my favorite pictures ever i really I just hope I can take a picture like that one day because that shit is awesome. And she said, thank you. That really means a lot, that kind of thing. And uh, I was like, yeah, of course, man. Keep it up. Just keep it up. And then I, I started to walk away. And she said, you too, man. You too. You keep it up. And I was like, oh, thanks. That was cool. Because she didn't have to say that, right? She could have just you know, taken the compliment and let me go on. But... Because I had mentioned something about myself doing camera work and being interested in that. She was like, yeah, you fucking go too. You do some shit. And I just, I just felt really cool. I don't know. Kind of like the dude who uh, caught me taking, not caught me. He, he was at, at Bear Cave while I was taking pictures there. Didn't see any of my pictures, but just decided like, yeah, you're doing good, man. Keep it up. Like that kind of shit just carries me. I don't know. So I should try to put more of that in the world. Instead of being an asshole on the road, man, I've I I've come up with a way that we could really like take a measure of how I'm doing mentally as far as like my anger levels. And it would be if we took a monthly average or, or even like a weekly average of how many times I've honked my horn. If there was some device in my inside my steering wheel with like a clicker that added one every time I honked and at, at the end of it I just got to look at it and compare it across weeks or across months I'd be able to see when I was really at my worst and I feel like right now I am like right in the hornet's nest of it because dude I am so many fucking people are just pissing me off and it's like it can't be the it can't be that everybody just decided to start driving worse as of late. It, it can't be that. That doesn't make sense. It has to be my perspective on the shit. I'm just more irritated, more easily... I'm sorry. I'm just more easily irritated, more irritable. It's, uh... I don't know. It just sucks. And what, what pisses me off more is when, like, someone will drive slow as fuck in front of me, and then I'll go around them because they're driving slow as fuck in front of me, and then as I'm going around them, I look over and they flip me off. Which it doesn't piss me off. I'm not like, oh, you flipped me off? Fuck. I can't believe you did that. It's not that. It's more like, are you upset that you couldn't further slow me down? Like, what the, f are, are you upset that you didn't get to just keep bitching on whoever was behind you? Like, I, I don't understand that shit at all, man. You're the fucking inconvenience. I'm getting, instead of you getting out of my way, I'm getting out of the way that you're in, you know? I'm working completely around you. What the fuck? Shit threw me for a loop. This this girl looked so pissed at me yesterday. And I wasn't, like, riding her ass. I wasn't revving my shit. Nothing. I just went the fuck around her, and she flipped me off. Like, what? Okay, bitch. Sorry I don't want to go 30 down the fucking road, like... I got shit to do, places to be. <sighs> but no, I just think that would be the perfect statistic of like, fuck fuck a depression test, fuck taking like the Myers-Briggs shit every three months. No, just tell me how many times I honked my horn 
and I'll be able to tell like, oh shit, I guess seasonal depression really was hitting my ass right, right here pretty hard. But I don't know. I just, uh, I just remember a couple months ago when I was really making an effort and like taking breaths and I would think to myself, man, my cat wouldn't want me to be upset right now. That's what I tried. That's what I tried doing for real. I was like, man, in in honor of Dave, I'm going to stop getting mad on the road. And it has not happened. It is not. I still miss my cat. That shit hasn't changed. I saw a video of him on in my Snapchat memories the other day. I could not fucking sleep. That shit, that shit sucked. So that's not the problem. It's just, god damn, I, uh, I really hate driving. And I really hate uh, dumb people. I think that, that might be the root cause of it all. Dumb people. Because if it was just like big old boulders in the road, that wouldn't be a big deal. i just drive around them. But the fact that I know it's a sentient living person who somehow scammed the fucking system to end up with a driver's license... That's who's in there. That's who's in that seat. Just being a fucking idiot. Most likely with their phone glued to their right hand. But you know what? I'm getting to that point right now where I'm like, hey, I sound like Poppy. I need to stop. <laughs> and that's been my limit test uh, as of late. Do I, I, I just, I'll rant about something and in my head I'm like, man, you sound like your fucking grandpa. Shut the fuck up. And there you go. That's how I know. I guess to wrap it up, I'll tell you about my latest interaction with him. Because, that's right, I did go and visit my grandpa recently. Which should not be such a jarring statement. Or it shouldn't carry so much gravity to it. But, it's the situation I've ended up in. I'll even go so far as to say the situation I've put myself in. Because I could have just not said shit. But that's not me. That's not me. If you don't know what happened with my grandfather... He was being racist, and I spoke up. If you want more specifics, go listen to my Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> yeah, Thanksgiving. Yep, that's when that happened. But three months later, I finally decided, you know what? I'm going to the liquor store, and Poppy's house is right by the liquor store, so I should go see Poppy. So that's what I did, and it was late. It was about 8 o'clock, which is it's pretty dark around here at that time, and I pulled into the driveway scraped my the bottom of my shit pulling in a little bit because his shit he lives on a hill and I drive a Mustang which is low as fuck to the ground so even when I air it up all the way on the airbags I still can't get into his driveway for shit so ended up parking out front and I had some milk in my car that was cold and I thought to myself well maybe I should get this milk and take it with me if I'm gonna be here for a while because I don't want my milk to go bad but I didn't. I just got out and walked up the hill. I walked in up to his house and I rang the doorbell. The door opened and it was honestly perfectly lit like a movie scene or some shit because the light wasn't on so I couldn't see his face but there was a light lit somewhere behind him so it was like making a cool very cinematic shadow effect all over him so I couldn't make out any part of him but I could see like the tip of his hair sticking out and stuff like that. And he just says, what? So I say, I just wanted to stop by and say hi. And then he shrugs. So I say, well, I'm sorry you're still mad at me. I love you. And I walk down the hill and get in my car and... I'm a little bit thankful that I didn't walk up the hill with a gallon of milk in my hands cuz that would have been <laughs> that would have been even more weird to explain. At that point I probably would have said he would have said, "What?" I might have said, "Just here to give you this milk." <laughs> Maybe that would have been my out, but nope. There is a there's probably a rift in between us now that will never be bridged. And that's a little sad, but at the same point at the same time it's uh I don't know. I don't even want to go so far as to say like it was worth it because I didn't change anything. I didn't like solve any problems. You know, he it's not like he's not racist now or anybody was affected in, in anything by what I did except for making him pissed at me and ruining our relationship. So I don't even know if it was worth it. It happened. I don't regret it because it's how I felt. It's how I still feel. But... I don't know. It's uh 
It's just unfortunate. It really is. I guess I guess I'm just finally too old to uh, go along with the bullshit. I guess that's what it is. I'm finally at that point where I'm like, yeah, you can think whatever the fuck you want to think, but keep it as a thought. All right. Especially on fucking Thanksgiving Day. How about you shut the fuck up and stuff your face with some turkey? All right. Like if you got some hateful shit to say, how about you just think it? And then whenever your team loses the foot, the football game, you uh, not address it. You uh, channel it into that. Like get get it out some other way. I don't. It's crazy, man. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Yeah, so I tried, and and at least I can tell myself that now, right? I tried. I went over there, tried to uh, extend an olive branch, wave the white flag, but he fucking, he shot a arrow lit on fire into the flag and just burned it. So, I don't know. I don't think it's on me anymore, which... I I would be lying if I didn't say it takes a little bit of weight off my shoulders, but at the same time, that means that, like I said, it probably will. I, he, he probably will never see me the same way again. We'll probably never have a good conversation. He'll probably just die, and that'll be the end of it, sadly. And it's because he's uh, he's old, and he's becoming more and more decrepit. And it, it, I don't know if demented is the correct word to use, but it feels like the correct word because he's just going downhill mentally. And, uh, you know, he's not going to, he's not going to forgive me. That's not something that happens with old people. The fuck? They don't change leaves, uh, turn over a new leaf. They don't change. So yeah, it is what it is. And I just have to live with it. So, oh, well, but anyway, now that I've gotten depressing for the last two minutes, what the fuck? What, what do you, what am I doing? Uh, I hope y'all have a great day. I'm about to go play some fucking one piece. See if I can win some shit or at least win some games. I don't really care about the prizes. I just I want to know that I'm getting better. I want some practice. So we'll see if that I'm pretty sure I'm going to go do that and I'll let you know how it goes. But until then, I hope that you have a great week. I hope that you get some shit done because it's hard to sometimes, man. But you just you really got to sit down, put your face in the fucking mace and get down to it. Don't know what that meant. All right. Take it easy. I will talk to you next week. Later.